This is Michael Byrne and you're listening to the Let's Talk podcast where we help people to gain a better understanding of mental illness and hear firsthand from a survivor of multiple traumas so you can be free from the past and get on with your life. Welcome to the podcast. actually influence that and that's kind of where I'm coming from that you know maybe the tail end of it in terms of you know my son's young I'm 50 I think I, I want to do positive things that will impact positively on my micro lives so that I don't you know get onto my deathbed and think I wish I hadn't done this I wish I hadn't done that I'll go, at least I'd, I'd done everything I could to extend it to be here for my family and that was my choice so I mean I think one of the micro lives says that if you lay on a couch for an hour or so, then you shorten your life by 15 to 30 minutes or something like that, for that first hour. Then that's fine. That's not to say, oh, you know, I'm not going to lie on my couch at 9 o'clock at night where I think, right, everybody's settled down and all of that. It's your choice. But then you think, right, okay, so I might have done that, but actually going out for a walk extends my life by that. So see, tomorrow, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go into the park. I'm going to do something. And it's about trying to think... What are the positive and negative things? And I'm not saying lying on the couch is negative, but it's just about understanding. Like, okay, you know, if you're sitting there doing nothing, but then you're sitting there for doing nothing for five hours, there's nothing better than positive action. Positive action will make you feel better. Making you feel better has an incredible effect on your body, as you both know, as we both know, has an incredible impact on your body, gets your endorphins going and so on. Your attitude changes. Once you're in a positive attitude and a positive mind frame, you're there. You don't mind going for the walk. Weather doesn't bother you. Your cares and worries are behind you. Or even if you have the next one, you're thinking, I'm positive. Right, okay, so this isn't as big a thing as I thought it was, so I'm going to deal with it now. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there were many things that I was doing that was countering it. I think for those 13 months, uh, probably two years, on a daily basis, I was doing detrimental things. I was worrying, I was stressing. I was. Ironically enough, the one thing that I probably was doing, this is a dichotomy, when I planned my suicide, I was happy. So that probably, it probably extended my life, but it was my choice to want to end my life. Um, but happiness is a big thing, but I wasn't happy during those two years. Um, but I know that it was my illness, but it was all about the thoughts. The thoughts in my head were all about, you're this, you're that, you know, you're never going to be, um, blah, blah, blah. Negative, negative, negative. And as I said, you know, I think it's a wee bit like when you're building the brick wall of your life. Okay, you start off at a young age and you, you, know, you build these foundations and then you build up a brick wall and it's big and it's strong and then you start to struggle mentally. Those bricks gradually come away, one by one. This wall's going to fall. I'm never going to be able to rebuild it again. And you then think, even if I do, I'm not going to be strong enough. Nobody's going to help me. I'm going to be the only one that has to build this wall and it's taken me 30, 40, 50 years to build it. I'm never going to be able to do that. What's the point? But then you talk to someone, as I spoke earlier, about who talks this language of trauma. And then you realise, well, actually I could start this one again. It might be a slow process, but I've got somebody that might help me. I've got someone that can help me put a brick in this. I've got someone who can help me place a brick in this wall. And that brick might just simply be, I don't need to think that today. 
I don't need to think my life is shit today. And then over a period of time, the wall starts to build up again. You start filling it in, and then you start looking at it, you stand back and you go, I think I'm doing okay. To think that my wall collapsed and I've now rebuilt it. And, you know, to quote all of these heavyweight champions, Muhammad Ali, you know, the champion isn't the guy that never gets beat, the champion's the guy who gets beat and stands up again. And I think that when your wall collapses and you build that wall, what a wall, proudest wall you've built, it's not the first one you've built, it's the second one, because you then have the wall, a collapsed wall, and then you've got another wall that you've built step by step, meticulously, through the proper actions. If I says to you in a conversation that, see if you did these simple things, your life would extend by whatever. At this moment in time, is it something you'd want? And that's the hypothetical, you don't need to answer it, rhetorical, sorry, you don't need to answer it. Generally, most people would go, absolutely. But see, when you're struggling, I don't want my life to, I don't want another five days, I don't want another ten days, I want this to end. I want it to end. My advice would be, contact me and let's build a wall. Let's rebuild the wall because it'll be stronger than your first wall. And as I've said before, and I think it's a chapter that will come on, um, you know, fuck you, brain, because it's your brain that's telling you these things. It's not your pal, or it's not your pal. Last night, I, I looked at my poetry book for the first time in ages, Poems from a Mod, and I wrote it, I looked at it because someone said to me, do you know any good books that I can read, non-fiction? And I said, I might. And the girl said, okay, could you send me it? And I sent her the link, and I thought, I'm going to read that again. And I did. And I didn't realise how proud I was of it, because it's written right in the middle of my breakdown. And I thought, do you know what, that took balls to do that, and you kind of exposing yourself. But you kind of forget sometimes how strong and how good you can be, because you don't realise that when you're in that adversity, that you can come out of it. But... It is all about thinking, do you know what, I can do this. I can do it. I don't need to listen to these negative thoughts in my head. You know, if someone says to me two years ago, you're going to write a book, you're going to write a poetry book, and you're going to write this book, and you're going to be a public professional speaker, and you're going to be talking to thousands of people, I would never have. But then in the reality, I thought, of course I can do this. Why can't I do this? I have all the attributes. I can be positive. I've got the experiences. I've got all these things. Um, but I've got the positivity to do it. And that's the main reason. Einstein, it's, Einstein says, it's madness or whatever what you call it, is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Um, for, for 30 years of my professional career, I did exactly the same thing. My father was murdered on a Thursday night, I went to work on a Friday. Clutter, Friday night, work on a Monday. It was a learned behaviour from my child abuse. And, you know, if I had to go back to a younger me, you know, I would be saying, don't go to work. Don't go to work, seek help. Um, but I was bloody mind. But it was a learned behaviour from the child abuse. If someone, uh, you know, uh, as I said before, if someone like me had got a hold of me back then with the experiences that I have and said, look, see if you do this, it's going to be really detrimental to you. It's going to have an impact on your micro lives because you're really worrying about this. Yourself. So if you don't do that and do this, you won't have that worry and perhaps you'll have, you know, it'll prevent a future breakdown and so on. I don't know what I would have said, but at least I would have had the option. The only thing I had to listen to was my mind saying, get to work, get to work, do this, do that, pretend it's not happening. And all of those things, absolutely 100%, had an impact on my micro lives. And now that I'm free of it all, the way I look at it, and as I said, I recently turned 50, 
I absolutely celebrated turning 50 with the prospect of living for another at least 30 years. That's my mentality now and it's doing things to create that 30 years if not more. I mean, I, I get that it's a bit, you know, uh, out there in terms of perspective, but I go back to the point that if someone to say to you, your expiration will be, you would act so differently. And I think you would. Tell people close to you love them more often. I'm going to make every minute count. Or I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to give up the job. Or I'm going to be happier. I'm going to sort relationships. I'm going to do all these things because that's what really matters. Worrying about your job at the end of your life doesn't matter. Um, so I think that it would put things in perspective. And I, it would, okay, there'd be an element of worry, of course, could you be thinking about that. But at least you would know. You'd have clarity then. And if you thought, do you know what, I've got 3,000 days to live. In those 3,000 days, I'm going to do this. And there's going to be days where I'm going to lie my backside on the couch and I'm going to do nothing. But I'm happy with it because I know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah, I mean, I think they say that, and I, and I would need to check the stats, but on average, the life expectancy of a West of Scotland male, uh, let's not talk about affluent and non-affluent areas, but in general, I think it's something like is it 67 or 76. I might have the numbers wrong now, but it's 10 years less than a woman. But if someone, you know, if we know that, if we know that average life expectancy is 67, for me that's another 17 years, why would I not want to extend that and yeah. think, I, w- I don't want to be the average, I want to be, I want to surpass that. And okay, you know, things can be shown. And I think it's just context, it's about realising <laughs> that there are some things that you can influence in your life. And as I said, when you're struggling with your mental health, you don't want to be in it, you want to shorten it. But when you're out of it, Absolutely, you can extend your life. You can make up for that lost time that you've been struggling and think, you know what, that's in the past. I have, this had has an adverse effect on my life and my expectancy. But absolutely, see now, mindset's different. I'm going to extend it. I'm going to be these things. Immortality. I think that that would only be uh, an option for me if my family and friends also had it. I, I don't want to, I don't want to outlive my son and stuff like that, you know, and I mean that with the greatest of respect and so on, um, no, I think it would be lonely. If everybody could have it, it would be a busy place. It would be busy, the world would be overpopulated. But, but we all have immortality. Because if you live your life correctly, you're remembered when you're gone. And for me, that is an element of immortality. I don't think that, you know, I think, for me, it's about doing the right thing, or trying to do the right thing, and making an impact on the world. And, by doing the things I do now. I say that I you know, receive beautiful comments from people that say you're an inspiration, you know, just listening to you and hearing you has made me decide I'm gonna do those things. And for me that's incredible. And because it's a choice then the person has chosen to listen and actually take an action. And that's what it's all about. But it it depends on what their consciousness is on it. Their point of view could be Michael's off his head, talks a lot of shit, that's got nothing to do with me, and their belief system is, my card's marked and I'm going to go. So you get a pass to do it. And that's fine, that's their belief. But had they read the article I read, what would they have thought then? And it did cross my mind to send them the link and say, look, but I didn't because that then is me influencing them, they're interchanging their belief system in it and I shouldn't do that. Um, but I am sure they thought I'm some kind of... To actually, but we know that as well. It's, it's a wee bit like I spoke about earlier about blue cars. You know, when you become aware of blue cars, you see blue cars. I was aware of that concept. I'd never heard of it, and then I seen it. So, um, had I not maybe articulated that, I might not have seen it. 
because I would just have thought, oh, it's just a thought I've got in my head. But I'd always known it, uh, sorry, for the past years, I'd always known that my illness and every, my actions were having a detrimental effect on my life. I just never knew how to articulate it. And then when I did, subsequently done the research on it and found out about it. And I love it. Uh, I think it's a great concept. I think that if we, you know, if we were just aware of it. But death is something we don't really want to talk about in this world, you know. Um, because it's a bad thing. Um, you know, nobody really wants to die even when you're uh, struggling. Um, you just see it as the, the best scenario at that point in time. Um, but if we flip things on their head and thought, right, okay, if you believe that your card's marked and your card's marked and you know when that date is, think how different your life would be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, incredibly, I think a lot of people would say, I'd get my job. I'd go and do this because that's what I really love. So why the fuck are you wasting your time? Excuse my language for the recording, but why are you wasting your life? You know, I took the decision to end my employment because of the adverse effect that it was having on me. That was my choice. I chose to do that. And I'm happier as a result. And if we all knew those adverse effects and the impact on it, then we would love our life because if it... 67, you look back and you think, do you know, I spent 40 years in a job I hated. I wonder how much impact that had on my life. I wish I'd changed my job. Or I wish I'd spent more time with family, friends, vacations, whatever it may be that's your thing. Um, spotting trains or whatever that gives you happiness. Why would you not? That's it for today, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Please also like and share this episode on social media with your friends, family and colleagues and anyone who you think may benefit from getting this incredible insight into better mental health. If you have any comments or questions, then get in touch by emailing me at michael at livedexperiencetraumasupport.com. Thanks very much. I'm Michael Byrne from Lived Experience Trauma Support.